Welcome to the Power Women in Insurance Show with your host, Teresa Kitchens. Join us as we laugh, talk about hard issues, support each other, and make our industry and our world a better place. Let's go. Hey, y'all. This is another episode of the Power Women in Insurance podcast with my, with your host, your host, not my host, your host, Teresa Kitchens. That is me. And I'm excited because I have some of the most fun people that I look forward to whenever I get together at conferences with. And we have great conversations. We text about all sorts of things. And we just have great energy together. And today we are able to talk to the power couple, the Thompsons, which is Mission Insurance, and they are amazing. So Grayson and Beth, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Our first couple. Y'all are our first couple on the podcast. So I am so excited. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Exciting. All right. (laughs) Hopefully it's not first and last, but hey, we got a good track record. We're starting off strong here. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, you know what? So you guys tell me a little bit about how you guys came into the insurance industry um, as a couple and or individually, just so we can get to know you and your background a little bit more, a little bit more about your journey. Perfect. (laughs) We talked about this before. Hey, how are we going to have these conversations? You know, so no, um, Honestly, I would say I, I'm the one that got us into insurance. Um, not uh, I, I started our first agency by myself. Now we were engaged, engaged at the time, so wow. she did have input and stuff. But mm-hmm. at 20 years old, you know, it was a lot different back then. We got into the captive world. I started a farmer's insurance agency. She had a different career, <laughs> a way different career. Which is funny. A lot of people from that career end up into the sales field, which is kind of interesting as a Social worker. Social worker. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. So I I see a lot of those in the insurance career out of all things. But but, um, yeah, so, you know, it was honestly at a young age, it was just a leap of faith, right? I had uh, six, nine months of background in insurance, mechanical engineering degree that, you know, went through college quick. And then with that being said, we just kind of took a leap of faith. I got solicited to start an agency and we chose farmers insurance. We could have chosen all state. We were looking at state farm and and uh we chose farmers. And then that was a whirlwind. Wow. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. I think when we finally sold farmers, well, and in that time, in that eight-year period, we bought another farmers agency, one of the few that was able to acquire through a, the captive side as well on on the farmer side, which is kind of an interesting aspect because not a lot of agencies are allowed to do that. We were able to do that, which was great. But, you know, when we sold farmers, I was one of maybe four, four or five left from the cohorts they were bringing through. I think they brought really? through like, we'll call it a thousand people in central Ohio. Like it was some crazy number. They were bringing on 30 people a month to start agencies. Wow. It was some ridiculous number. And I don't know how we made it. It was just a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. And then fast forward, it's funny how it all worked because we were dealing with non-competes and stuff like that. Beth never got her license and we were expecting our first. Mm-hmm. And she had this wild idea with myself and then like our business partner that we have now. But like, she was like, well, I'm going to get my license. And I'm like, okay, well, that sounds good. We're going to make this happen then. And yeah, yeah I got my license. I believe it was three weeks after our daughter was born. Oh my goodness. I 
was still fourth trimester, literally just had the baby going in, taking my test, passed on the first time, which blew his mind away. He was like, I didn't think that was going to happen. I was like, I didn't know either. So we came home and I ran the agency, the new independent insurance agency yeah, we by myself for a good six months. Wow. I would say, yeah, I would say, cause you got your license in like October. Yeah. Okay. We were developing everything going into the end of the year. So like Q4, you got your license. We knew that was a big part of it. By December, we just, we signed, like created our LLC, pulled our name and stuff together. And then we launched April, no, March 1st. Yeah. March 1st of the, that, that following year of 2017. Yeah. Wow. And it was just a whirlwind from there. So. I sold uh, policies with a baby in my lap. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And I love, I love, one of the things I love about the independent insurance space, I think personally, is especially depending on how it's done, but especially the family aspect, right, of an independent agency. I think just it lends itself so well to being able to raise a family, especially when you're a team like that. I know, and I tell this story on the podcast all the time, you know, that uh, my kids were three and nine when I started, and I pretty much started during mom's day out hours. And, you know, and I would drop them off, drop off my daughter at mom's day out, I'd go work, and I'd go pick her up from mom's day out. And then we'd go back to the office and then we'd work, but we had a playroom, we had snakes, we had turtles, we had hamsters, we had the refrigerator with all the Capri Suns, we had the Nintendo back then. We had all the all the things going on back there with the futon for naps and all sorts of things. And my kids had a huge desk and my kids would get up underneath with their little DVD player. And we had the whole subscription Netflix thing where we would do the discs back and forth. I know I'm DVDs, thinking myself. Yeah. Yep. yep. And so they would just get they get their disc and they would sl- so they slide up underneath my desk and then they would we taught each other the Interrupt, uh, interrupting politely. So if they needed something, they just put their hand on my leg. Yep. I would just put my hand on their hand. And then when I got off the phone, they talked to me about whatever they needed. And it worked out beautifully. Beautifully. Yep. I love the idea of raising a family in an independent insurance agency. So kudos to y'all because that is not easy, but it is so rewarding. Yep. And fast forward now, we have a seven-year-old, a five-year-old, and a two-year-old. So... I will definitely say in the, in the early stages, it was called the nap time hustle. Like I would schedule all of our important meetings, all the calls I need to be on was during nap time. I was like, well, one to three is my time. And so it's definitely gotten a lot easier as time gone by. But yeah, yeah you were learning an industry and everything because you had come out from somewhere like you didn't even have, you know, your license until you entered. So, I mean, you were learning everything from the ground up. Yep. Yeah, she ran it for a long time. Again, I, I try to stay on top of this because it's important to me. I think a lot of agencies, like, they will break non-competes and non-solicits and contracts and stuff. And, you know, I pr- we pride ourselves on, like, I sold my agency and we didn't attack it, right? Like, mm. we sold our agency, the lady paid us for it, and she kept pretty much every bit of it. And yeah. whatever she lost, she was lost on her. And I did that because it was like an, you know, ethical thing for us. We didn't yeah. want to screw anybody over. I wasn't going to do anything wrong. So as we grew yeah. it, I mean, we started from scratch day one at 20 years old. We did it again and started from scratch. And we didn't go back and look at those clients. So, you know, we've gotten some over the years that have continued to follow us and stuff like that. But it's never been like I, I've learned, like, you're not going to make your millions of dollars from your friends and family. Now, they help you create your millions of dollars by being your biggest proponents like your your 
biggest advertisers mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But you know, that that's not where it was going to come from. You know, we yeah. wanted to build a different style of business that was built on referrals and stuff like that. And she helped lay the, the groundwork uh, of that and understood it was kind of uh, unique. She got to understand the pain points that I dealt with when I started the first captive side of things. Now, don't get me wrong, it's a lot easier on the independent side just because you are free, right? And you don't have a 7% close ratio. You know what I mean? <laughs> and if you do, I'm sorry. But, uh, you know, <laughs> But you don't, you know what I mean? So like you have, it's a lot easier to sell. So she learned in a different way, but now we have all these new problems that we've never had on the captive side too. Yeah, so, definitely. You gain some, you lose some, right? Oh yeah, 100%. 100%. There's definitely a difference of like paperwork, I would say, for oh. independent versus captive with definitely more carrier. So definitely more reporting, more, you know, background stuff you have to do in the back end, oh. but definitely worth it in the end. I love it. I love it. So what have you found? Because especially with juggling a young family, so not just a family, because like I said, when I got in, I was three, there were three and nine. And when I went through, I went through my first divorce and some things like that. But one of the things I found is I loved being independent, I, but it, I also had to put a lot of discipline into it, right? Because it's easy to let all the noise of life and raising a family be one thing. And it's also very easy to let the noise of an agency take over your family life, right? How have you together, especially as a couple in this, how are you creating that? And I don't think balance is a good word. So I'm not, I'm trying really hard not to use that word, but how do you create that synergy? That's a better word. How do you create that synergy with being able to do this as a couple? Cause Cause it's almost like there's no time off between the two of you. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just, it's just a lot. Yeah. Uh, man, that's a, that's like a loaded, it's that's a loaded. a loaded question, a low and a loaded answer comes along with it. Right. It's because, and it's still happening <laughs> yeah. today. Yeah, that's right. Like she's not lying. Right. Because here's the deal. I think I'm going to use it in the perspective. We don't have goals that are set. Like somebody, Agencies like, you know, get to a quarter million dollars in revenue, right? And they stall out because they don't want to grow anymore. And they're really happy that they have their house and their nice car and that's fine. The $400,000. And again, that's about where people cap at, right? There's these stages of insurance agencies. Then you got that half million dollar to million dollar revenue, right? Which is such a big gap, but that's a huge struggle. Agencies will spend eternity there, right? And then you have that bigger gap above it. And so on and so forth. But we realize like together, it's not a revenue goal. It's an end game goal. It's a it's a generational wealth goal. It's more than that, that we really wanted to set to our kids. So as we build an example and work for our kids and with our kids, they understand that. They've understood that, right? They don't know what a million dollars looks like. I mean, we we do, but we don't, like they don't, right? They're not understanding that. Mm-hmm. And I and you know, but they will because they're going to understand the amount of work that mom and dad are putting into play and they get every phone call that we have, you know, and we're taking and working overtime. They understand that they, you know, they bought into it and it's crazy. My seven-year-old has bought into it. You know what I mean? And, and my five-year-old, I don't know. I don't know if she understands anything yet, but you know, it's just crazy that we look at that perspective and then, you know, you got to put the time in. Yeah. Right. You've got to put the time in. It was way easier when there was one kid and way easier when there was two kids, way easier before there was three kids, right? And then <laughs> three. And now we're at a point not slowing down, but 
I think where Beth and I are at with acquiring additional agencies and growing and hitting these huge milestones that we're at, now we're at a point where we're really starting to look at our life in a different way, really re-delegating work to proper people, using resources, not being afraid of the income that we have to spend it. We're talking about hiring somebody to just talk to us, right? Not being afraid of those things and spending the money in necessary ways to catapult us to that next level. And that's a hard piece right there. Because mm. when you look at each one of those bands, you look at that 250,000, the 400, 500,000, the 500 to a million, agency owners get scared. Yeah. yeah. They want that toy. They want the beach house. They want all this stuff and they want their cake and eat it too. You can't really have all that unless you want to stay there. Right. And I think, I think when people do, they start taking all that out of the business um, yep. financially or personally or time-wise, right? Because it's a combination of a lot of things. It takes up your personal energy, your emotional energy, your finances to be able to go and buy, like you said, the beach house or whatever, right? And that's great. But again, that's that's money and time and effort and energy and focus that you could be focusing on growing. And as long as people want to stay where they are, that's great. But then they need to recognize that that's that they're they're actively doing the things that keep them in that position. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think that if you have the foundation as a couple together of having a shared goal, I think that is what makes the difference. There's always going to be stressors. There's always going to be problems. There's always going to be something going on in the week. And there's always going to be a crazy day that just never ends. But if you have a shared goal, it's kind of like the foundation for that business partnership, along with you know, just being at, you know, also as a couple. Sure. So, yeah. You know, there's definitely been hard times, but, you know, I think some of the benefits are, you know, the benefits outweigh the stressors. Yeah. And, you know, the, we get to see each other thrive and we get to see each other's potential and we get to see their day to day. I just saw someone on Instagram, like another power, I guess you would say power couple. And it was just, it was, she made a really good point of like, I don't think I would ever want to come home and share my day with someone that they don't know what I was already doing. Mm. I I don't know if I would ever want to go home and tell them about my eight to five. I would, I want them to be communicating me, with me throughout the whole day that we are each other's eight to five. And that's what I love. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. I can yeah. feel that. I love it. <laughs> That's uh, well, it. is it eight to five though? My goodness. <laughs> you know, no. I mean, if we want to go into stressors, I mean, this is like it's we're in the hard part, like you said, with a with a seven, five, and two. You know, some days I have a two-year-old at home. And so my day where I feel like I thrive the most sometimes is from eight to eleven PM. Okay. And when Grayson thrives, that's when he is wanting to shut off. He's like, I'm done. I want to just do me. I want to do us. And sometimes we have to compromise of saying, well, you know, this is what I kind of put in my schedule of this is when I'm doing these tasks that I want to do for our agency. And, you know, and that's where he has to like realize, well, it's a partnership and she had a plan and we have to go back to that shared goal. And so we know that time goes fast and I want to take time with my kids. So if I need to change my schedule and work 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. one day a week so I can have, you know, 12 to 2 with a two-year-old, I think that's just been a definitely a blessing in our in our business life, too. 
Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely say that's the case. And that... That honestly has been the hardest thing too, getting those together, because one of the things with us, like as we've grown substantially over the past couple of years, that growth has been very painful mm-hmm. in a big leaps and bounds, right? Like most agencies just grow and it's a nice steady growth or they buy an agency and it's like one, right? We've done multiple of it and everything comes with a lot of pain, but you're right. You hit the nail on the head. Like I'm, I'm, I, I have been. Well, well, there are nights that I'll say I'm not wanting to work. It's been nine hours, 10 hours today and stuff like that. And the kids have just, you know, it's been a long night. You know, we do have to sacrifice. You know what I mean? And and she's right. I I didn't see the quote you talked about for that lady, but I love watching you thrive in your position. And that's what makes me excited. Right. Like we can share those common goals of that aspect. And like when you're excited about a new project that you're working on, that's helping us get to the same goal together right mm-hmm. like we're not you know it's like oh well today i did this at the hospital or did that you know no it's like today i did this which is moving us closer to that goal that we were both equally after and mm-hmm. it feels good for that i love yeah. it i love it so whenever you whenever how do you make i think one thing that is challenging is reminding ourselves that because we do life together, right? Because my husband's pretty involved in the business, even though he's he doesn't work directly with me. But he will like in another year, year and a half. But I think sometimes you still have to make time to not talk about the business. You have to be a little bit aware, self-aware of maybe things that you're going through at home with the kids or self-aware of things you're going through at business. Because those lines are not as clear as if, Grayson went to work and came home every day, right? Or whatever. So if he if he has a hard day at work, sometimes it bleeds into. I think one thing that people don't realize is that when you do this, because I'm assuming this is how, this is what I'm hearing from y'all, your work is life, your life is work, but your children are life. And, and it's all one big stew pot that you're just you're just working on all the time it's not like there's separation of okay now i'm going to drive home and now i when i walk in the door i don't talk about work anymore i don't think about work anymore because it's all the same thing it's work it's home it's life it's finances work finances personal finances it's mm-hmm. it's where are your kids going to be when do your kids have this school thing or whatever you know now they all have a seven-year-old and you know how are we doing birthday parties and holiday things. And yet at the same point, we got to issue policies and we need to pay the bills. There's just such a balance there. How do y'all kind of navigate that scheduling and that timeline? If if it would have been me back in the day, I would have said not very well, but you know, how do you, how do you manage all that? Because there's, there's so much integrated to be able to even have like date nights would just be so hard. So go ahead. Okay. Well, date night to me would still be working because even when I go out for date night, <laughs> the I'm date like, nights work. Oh, definitely. this is what we're doing. <laughs> exactly. 
I will say in 2023, I had a goal. I'll say in 2023, I had a goal for in February because I forgot to tell him that I had a goal for us to have 30 dates. And that was out of the house dates, concerts, hockey games, escape rooms. Like we love just going out and doing activities. We're not big going out to dinner people um, due to allergies, but I will go play, you know, we'll do axe throwing and you name it. We've done, we've done, we've done done everything you can do in, you know, an hour range of us and we love it and we will continue to do it. So I did do that where 30 date nights. And I think that definitely helps, you know, break up, you know, the day-to-day hustle and bustle. I will say, I don't think you could do what we do without a calendar Mm. and not just a calendar, the fridge. We have one on the ca- on the fridge. We have one on the wall. We have one in each of our phones. We have one on the on the computer because there's always something going on. And I believe that I've had to change Grayson's way of thinking of don't commit to, until you look at the calendar. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes that sometimes that's a texting me as I'm the calendar because calendars sometimes don't get synced correctly um we realized halfway through 2023 that grayson did not realize that there was a button on the on the google calendar or the apple calendar it was the apple calendar we just switched calendars as you see there was an issue (laughs) there was a button on the apple calendar where you actually had to hit approve to Uh, add so um i believe it was like may end of may probably grayson i go in his phone and i start seeing all these tasks that he never did or like just these check boxes i was like no wonder you never saw anything on the calendar you never added it to the calendar after i invited you so long story short we changed calendars to google and he can see everything that the agency has i have he has there's lots of colors on this calendar now but you know, it is a lot of hustle and bustle we have. You know, the kids in school. I told him the other day, I was like, having kids in school is just another job in itself of yeah. all the activities. And, you know, projects and school trips and dress down days. I remember like what it was a dress down week for school. And I was like, this is a job in itself trying to figure out what they're going to wear every day for this spirit week, you know? <laughs> so definitely a calendar. And you know, just being flexible. I think that's just another thing that we've kind of had to realize. We both are very flexible, easygoing people, which kind of makes it easy and hard at the same okay. time. Um, we're both wishy-washy when it comes to what we really want sometimes. But that's, I think that also brings to another point. I don't know if you were going to talk about this, but we've, we've done a lot with like communication. Communication is like yeah. one of the hardest things. Last year, we went to a point where we actually went to counseling for communication because mm-hmm. we want it to be better communicators for each other mm. you know biblically we're man's called i'm supposed to be the the decision maker in the household she's supposed to stand by my side or behind me you know i'm supposed to lead the family right biblically and i wasn't with my wishy-washiness mm-hmm. right i was like hey babe do you think we could do this like is there room on the calendar and i learned like that's not the way this is supposed to work yes she mm. controls the calendar but the reality of it is like i i need to be like here's what's going on too like mm-hmm. i need to have i need to be bold right we're right. talking about boldness right now with our Bible study in our church. And it's like, need to be able to be bold with regards to those things. I need to be able to like understand that stuff. And for a long time, because it was just me, I have these bad habits that were created from years and years and years ago and let would just let things slide and be stuff like that. And, it's, like that. <laughs> and, and she didn't work that way as she is flourishing into 
being a strong entrepreneur and CFO of this agency and all that stuff, I was realizing like I was starting to take a back seat in places I didn't need to. She didn't need me to be because I needed to be that counterpart to her and the CEO, right? I needed to handle the other things and be bold in my position with regards to it, right? Yeah. And everything leads back to communication, whether it's communicating something for the calendar, communicating something that we have going on and speaking it properly with proper kind words, right? There's there's a multitude of things like positive words, positive energy and yeah. stuff like that, you know, and that that was big for us. You know, we found it was needed. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not needed. I think I think a lot I, of people I highly recommend to anyone just for, you know, just couple counseling is great. We did um, biblical, you know, Christian counseling that was just great that helped us with our communication. And I know that we've talked to some other, you know, couples that run insurance agencies and they're like, man, that would be nice. You know, yeah. I'm like, yeah, you can do it. It was great. It definitely was intimidating at first, but you got to see what someone's strengths and weaknesses are and how you can talk better and communicate better to fit their needs, but also get what you need out of it as well. So um, it's definitely been helping with our communication, you know, regarding business stuff, but also just about family stuff, you know, and when we get done with the job, we can actually just sit and just talk, you know, about yeah. us. So that's definitely been helpful. Well, it's, it's one of those things, and I don't like to use the D word, not darn it, but the divorce <laughs> word, right? We don't use that in our house at all. And, uh, and there was many times we're asked of other business owners and stuff, or, or there's always this running joke of like, if I worked with my spouse, we would be divorced. Be like we, could, we, we couldn't do this, right? Like, again, I it, it was funny because I had to get her on board with this, mm -hmm. believe it or not. And I always would have thought it would have been the other direction. My boldness came out and saying, hey, I think this is something we should do. I saw it. I heard about it. And it was something we wanted to about do the about the yes. counseling. Because there's always this bad stigma of like, hey, you're going to go to counseling. That means you got a problem. Yeah. Well, we do have a problem, but I just want to be better at my problem, right? Like I want it, we want it to just be better, right? Yeah. Like that's really it. If we're not willing to open up about that and just be better, it's not like it's going to pull stuff out of the closet and create problems for us. It didn't do that. It only helped us to be better, you know? And so when people say like, I couldn't do that, no. You just got to admit that you have things that you need to work through to make it better. This is not all sunshines and rainbows. Business is not all sunshines, sunshines and rainbows. Like we all know there's problems riddled every side of the piece of business that we can run into. But how you communicate, the fact that I have 100 emails on my email box and she says you need to work on it, it's different than just saying you're not doing your job. Yeah. Right. There's a totally. different way to communicate those things. And, and working husband and wife together, working literally 24 hours to, a, a day together, it it's important. Yeah. So I kind of get pride now when people say like, man, I don't know how you could do it. Like, I love when people say that because it I don't see us ever not doing this. And I like look back and I'm like, man, I wish I had those 10 years back that like when I was working in like children's services and at Nationwide Children's Hospital, like. I'm like, I was so stressed then. I wish I would have been stressed with my husband, not just in my day-to-day -day by myself. It's such a different role um, that you're not alone. And it's just really beautiful. It's a beautiful process to be able to do life with your partner 
in your 24 seven business. Yeah. And I, I think people think it's what it, I think they think it's different than what it is. And yeah. maybe some people can't do it. I don't know, but we I think a lot it. of it does come down to that communication. And it also comes down to just humility, I think, and saying, Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm having a bad day. I'm struggling. Hey, I need help. Or, Hey, maybe I need a hug or maybe I just need to take 10 minutes or maybe I need to take an afternoon or, Hey, maybe we need to work on our communication, right? Like, I know you're awesome. You know, I'm awesome. We're awesome together, but let's be more awesome. Let's be awesomer. And therefore, let's take the steps to do the things. And I know that when your kids are growing too, they're going to see that effort y'all are putting into your business. They're going to see that effort you're putting into your marriage. And I don't, I don't like the idea of marriage being a, a period at the end of a time in your life. It's the beginning of something it's the beginning of a new journey. And that journey doesn't end when you get married. A lot of people think, oh, you need to do premarital counseling, but then to go to marriage counseling is somehow like taboo. I'm always like, no, to me, you need to be like, I need to be in therapy my entire life. My kids need to be in therapy. My husband, need, and then we need all need to be in therapy together, not in a bad way. But even like you said, just to be able to express ourselves in a healthy way, set maybe those boundaries, expectations, be able to have positive, healthy communications. That's huge, not only in business ownership, but also in a marriage, no matter what you're doing, even if you're doing th those things in a silo, like, you know, if you go to work and then you come home separately, it's still something that I think every relationship needs to be able to be a part of. Oh, yeah. And I think also, like you said, bringing the kids involved, like, you know, just yesterday, we actually had a Zoom meeting at it was like 5.45 and I hate making those Zoom meetings at that time, but it just, it needed to happen and had to get rescheduled. And I picked, I picked um, the two oldest kids up from school. I let them know like, Hey, we can have as much fun as we can in the car, but right when we get in the house, mommy and daddy have an important Zoom call that we had to do. And right away, my seven-year-old was like, I got it. It's snacks for and bluey. And so they had a plan and my seven-year-old just knew what to do. And like, it just like, she goes, and then we can do our family time together. And she just knew like the plan of action. She knew her role of what needed to be done. And she knows the benefits of what has to happen afterwards. She, she knows what happens mm -hmm. and she knows there's a shared goal. And so I think not only having a shared goal with your spouse working in the agency together, but also reminding your child and your children, our five and two don't really understand yet, but our seven-year-old is in second grade and she's working on like actually a business project right now in school mm -hmm. where she had to like make her own business and she goes mom i can't use insurance because i don't think they could have enough i don't think they have enough money in our play money to actually spend for their insurance policies so i mean it's she actually is understanding businesses and like mm -hmm. the role and if there's a shared goal i it makes a true difference of course i yeah. love it i love it well, you know what, Grayson and Beth, I know that you guys have really done a lot. You have done so much the last few years, and I really love getting to know you, watching your journey. I know Beth and I will text that they'd say all hours of the night, but sometimes, and uh, <laughs> the morning. And I love what y'all are doing. You're building an amazing team. You're really forging forward for your family, for your marriage, and for other families out there. So if people want to reach out to you and be able to maybe connect you, maybe ask a question or two, what would that look like and how can they reach on out to you? I mean, uh, we'll give our email address 
phone, our personal cell phone numbers. I mean, we talk to any agents. I mean, we want the community to be better, right? Mm-hmm. I, I I know there's some agents that say that and don't necessarily mean it. I'll right. be honest. I spend a lot of time talking to other agents. I got a lot of time in the car that, you know, driving back and forth to the different locations that we have and stuff. And, and I have no problem helping and advising and stuff like that. The better our community is, the better it is. Yeah. So. Especially with like a husband, wife team, like even just giving pointers and advice of like, Hey, if there's something that they're working on, like we would love to like kind of give our experience and like, you know, talk out the stressor, the stressors and yeah. kind of how to make things better. But yeah, definitely reach out. Uh, we are an open book. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, Grayson and Beth, you guys have been amazing. They are with Mission Insurance. So please make sure you look them on up. Remind me where you guys are in, in Ohio. We are in Zanesville, Ohio and in Dublin, Ohio. Perfect. All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for being able to be with us today. This has been another amazing episode where we talk to people about how they make it work, how they take real actionable activities and make them work so you can be a better business owner, better human being, and a better entity to be able to make sure that we are making the world out there safer and better for everyone. Everyone, make sure you do check us on out. We have a new episode every single Wednesday. We're on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Apple, uh, Google Podcasts, and all the different places. You just go there, we're there. So you know what? Make sure you check us on out. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to the Power Women in Insurance podcast. Everybody, have a really great week. Thanks. See ya.